Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to the 20 Something Podcast. We back again, the gang. We better than ever. We got a few guests in the house tonight. Can we get a, a quick ear from you two? Here. There we go. I love <laughs> you guys. What's it called? Yeah, the 20 Somethings are back for episode 56, I believe. Um, and we have some good content for you guys. RMV, can I get a quick temp check from y'all? Feeling pretty temp, good. Temp check? I just said I'm feeling pretty good. You know, listen. Okay, you, you furrowed your eyebrows already. So, huh? I was just <laughs> Now I'm furrowing my eyebrows. Anyway. Yeah. We good. How's the week been? <laughs> we thank God. I know I always say that every episode, but that's all you can do, really. So, yeah. Those times. Mm-hmm. How about you, Oreo? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing great. You know, just uh, living life, enjoying, um, ready for what's to come. I'm excited for the future. And... Just ready. You saw you were like on a team's meeting, bro. <laughs> now, I'm ready for this episode, though. That's really what I'm ready for. I am I'm very, very excited like, to, to get into some interesting stuff. What about you, though, before we go into that? I'm doing great. I'm also very excited for this episode as well. Um, I've been waiting for some time, and uh, let's get it. The corporate lingo? What's going on? I, I thought we are on a team's meeting, so... <laughs> I'm not liking this. <laughs> anyway, talking about this episode, we have two very good guests in the house tonight, like I mentioned earlier. We have Bola and Nene. Um, hey. Say what's up to the people, guys. Hello. I'm back again. I'm not back. Hello. Yeah, I think this is Nene's like, second time and Bola's first time. Yeah. So guys, just introduce yourself. Tell them like, you know, your name, what you do, those introductory stuffs. Okay. Okay, I'll go. Um, hey, I'm Naomi. People call me Nene. Um, I'm an engineer. I graduate no, let me not get into that now. I'm an engineer. Um <laughs> I work a lot in church. So if you find me, you're looking for me, I'll be in the church somewhere. Um, and yeah. Beautiful, Nene. How about you, Bobo? Okay, my name is Bala Tito. Um, everybody calls me Bala. Um, I'm also an engineer. Um, I'm originally, I guess, do I give like one little elevator pitches? pitches or... Yeah, we're on oh, a team's I... meeting. Sure. So yeah, I'm originally from Florida and I moved out here um, around like a year and a half ago um, for work. Um, yeah. I don't know anything else. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Hello, everybody. Okay. How old are you guys? <laughs> We're on the 20-somethings. How old are you, you beautiful ladies? Uh, I just rude to ask a woman. We're on age. the 20-somethings yeah. podcast, one. And ah, two, she has I'm no also, decorum. I'm, ooh, that was kind of, <laughs> ooh, that was kind of. Wrong with you. Wrong huh? Anyway, the blood over this podcast. Love. Um, I'm also a woman, so I can ask the question. Anyway, mm-hmm. you're on the Twenty Somethings podcast. How old are you, young, beautiful ladies? I'm 25. About to be 26 in February. I'm getting mm-hmm. old. I'm getting old at all. I am. <laughs> I'm in my late 20s. I'm getting old. Let's not do too much because. <laughs> 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 And I just turned 25, so. Let's go. Same. Oh, yeah. Big two five on, you feel me? Yeah, halfway to 50, you feel me? Why did anybody say that? I don't understand. I think I started that low-key. Yeah. Yeah, I did, because when I think when Fee turned 25, like, I was teasing her. I was like, oh, you're almost 50. And then she was waiting for the day. Yeah, almost being 25 years is actually nuts. Like, I know, right? Yeah. But yeah, anyway, um, what's it called? You two know each other a little bit, right? Who, me and Bob? Yeah. 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 How do you guys know each other? Um, um I was like, you can go. Oh, I was going to say, well, we went to church together, and then we also work in the same company. I didn't know yeah. that. 
Oh my god. Oh yeah, we're in the same company. Yeah. Right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So you guys like get lunches and have like no 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 <laughs> okay no because even though we work for the same company we work in different we work, we work in the same sector too but the different teams yeah so like mm-hmm. i'm by the airport and she's like in the headquarters got it mm-hmm. that's pretty cool though that's pretty black cool. girls in tech love it <laughs> okay um <laughs> i don't know why we all got silent okay Anyway, I I think we should have had an icebreaker. Oh well, yikes. We should. Yeah, we should. We should have. That would be fun. Oh God. Um, I'm gonna just look up a quick icebreaker. Just okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or do it two truths and a lie. No. Yeah, no. that's an easy one. Okay. Let's oh see. no. Oh, okay. No. Oh, everyone. That was <laughs> oh, like, yeah, sorry. I was like, yeah. No. Oh, <laughs> the way oh. I have to think. Yeah, I'm not good at lying. Okay, I'll just ask a general question that kind of relates to our podcast episode today. When you were a kid, what did you think you were going to be when you grew up? And anyone can go in no particular order. So I know I wanted to be an array of things and each thing was like shot down by my mom. So mm-hmm. at first I wanted to be an architect. My mom said everything that can be built has been built. Then I wanted to be a lawyer and she said there's so many lawyers in America. Then I want to be a teacher, and she told me teachers make no money. And then I want to be a So then, and then I got to high school, and then I wanted to be an engineer. So I kind of went through an array of things, I guess. Okay. Um, what about you, David? What did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, me too? Dang. Um, what did I want to be when I grew up? I think, um, believe it or not, when I was in kindergarten, I wanted to be a pastor. I believe um, it. That's fitting. But uh, that quickly left the, <laughs> the equation very, very quickly early on. Um, and that's never come back. <laughs> um, okay. And then uh, I think in second grade, I started wanting to become a doctor. Um, my mom started pharmacy school like when I was like young or she started doing her prereqs and stuff. So it was kind of the medical, like the medical field and stuff. And then it just kind of interests me. Like I like biology and stuff like that. So I remember like in second grade, my mom used to go to the library and get these like biology tapes basically. And we used mm-hmm. to like watch it together. It would kind of be like her studying and then me like kind of just be interested. So that's kind of what started my interest in like kind of the science medical area. And what are you now? Well, I'm a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> one step down from the dock but pending okay pending okay nice um Naomi yeah okay so I have I have four other siblings um three of them are nurses so I have I'm the middle child I have two older ones and two younger ones and so like my older um siblings they're all nurses and so I was like okay maybe I want to explore that path um this was senior in high school but I hate needles. I hate blood. I hate veins. All that stuff will make me faint. So I was like, no, nah, I can't do that. And then also I like taking things apart, you know, and watching them come together. So I was like, the best thing to do is engineering. I didn't know which engineer I wanted to do, but I think one of the most broad engineer was mechanical. So I was like, why not do mechanical? Because I can do anything with mechanical. Now I'm an engineer. maybe i would have chosen something different maybe you know Mm. the engineering has a good ring to it but like do i have a passion for it i don't know anymore Mm. Mm. the struggle of being your 20s okay uh mr aura so i went through a lot of phases you know i think as a child as a youth i was very much in my creative bag so I really wanted to be. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I really wanted to be a an author, because uh, I love creative writing. Um, every time uh, our teacher would have like a, she would put up a picture, and just like write whatever like story you would think that would go with this, right? Mm. And I love those activities, and I would write. I'll just write a bunch of crazy wild stories. 
Um, and then I think once I got a little bit older, I started to learn that writing was very subjective. And I didn't really like that because I felt like anyone could put whatever meaning they wanted to whatever I did. And it was great getting graded. You know, so I think the fun of it started to decrease the more I, the higher I climbed in education. And then um, I started, uh, so again, back to the subjectivity thing, I started drifting more towards something like more objective, which is like mathematics, science, stuff that's very definitive. Like, okay, this is the answer. And if you don't get the answer right, you're wrong. So I was like, okay, I kind of like that. That's a bit better. So, and I always liked like learning about new stuff. I would do this thing where I'd go to the library and they'd have magazines. There was a particular magazine that at the back of it, it would be like 10 random, like fun facts, like about the world, about nature, about science. And I would, I would literally wait for the new editions to drop in the library. And I would just flip to the end of the thing and just read those. So I had an interest for science and stuff. So I was like, okay, like, and then I'm sorry, like, this is the most like stupid reason, but I, I, was it really into static shock as a kid and um he's a cartoon and it was electricity so that was all oh, that that's <laughs> that sounds like <laughs> maybe i should do electrical engineering that combined with the fact that i was into like taking apart electrical stuff so like one time i got a uh uh xbox that was broken and i like took it apart try to fix it um and i was really into like looking at designs of stuff so David and I used to go to a uh, summer wreck where they would have uh, all the, a lot of the kids would have a D, Nintendo DS, and I would and I would always want to be playing. I never owned one, but I would always think about man, like how else would I change it? Like what would I do to the Nintendo DS to add more cool features and stuff like that? So I, that's something wow. that I always had a passion for, you know. So then uh, when I got to school and it was time for me to choose, I ended up going with electrical engineering because I felt like it was a good combination of all that sort of stuff in it allowed me to get into technology, which is what, is what I was ultimately interested in. Um, and yeah, I majored in that. That's what I majored in. That's what I had my bachelor's degree in. I think you missed, um, remember the politics part? No. <laughs> I was not. I David says that I was, because I was following uh, Obama's election, which was very historical. I don't know why it's wrong. But we were nine. <laughs> But still, <laughs> he's the first black president. So, I didn't but no, care. I, I, I never wanted to be a, a, a politician, though. It always it was always engineering. So, yeah. Wow. Think about it. What about you, Fee? Oh my God! Thank you so much for asking. Um, I did not have passions as a child, or I just don't remember them. If I'm mm -hmm. trying to be honest, but. Um, when I first started, like thinking about what I wanted to do, I actually wanted to go into computer science and then my dad's like, computers constantly change. So you might always have to be like going back to school and like keep re-educating yourself because your degree may become obsolete at one point. And this, I'm only 14 at the time. So I'm like, obsolete, like computers are <laughs> on the rage. Like, what are you talking about? All the rage. On the rage. Let me show my age. Anyway, um, and then I got to college and I was like, okay, I'm gonna be a biomedical engineer. No, no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I quickly was like, this isn't for me. But I didn't know I wanted to work in healthcare. I don't know what made me want to work in healthcare. Maybe money, because everyone says doctors earn so much. I wasn't gonna be a doctor though, I was gonna be a PA. And then I realized I don't like patient care. So I like the business side of healthcare and anyone who knows me, like when it comes to money, I'm very like calculative. I'm really good with math and stuff. So yeah, now I work in like the business side of healthcare in regards to like negotiating contracts for major healthcare systems and such. Is it my passion? Probably not. I don't dream to work. <laughs> so, Amen. But yeah, we're here you know so mm -hmm. yeah um so i was i was thinking as we we're all talking about how it was uh to how we got to what we're doing and what we ended up going to school for um in general what do you guys think like i think for me what shaped my interest the most was just like random stuff like tv shows people i met 
things I used, like just random stuff. Like I don't think uh, any particular person, I would say only one person I really remember who influenced it a little bit was my older sister and uh, my second oldest sister's friend. Um, Cause I think when I saw them doing things, I was like, oh, that's an option. Like, cause mm -hmm. for me, it was just like, if I've never seen that thing, it's, I can't like, I mean, I think as a kid that kind of makes sense looking back, how can you conceive a job that you've never seen? Or, you know what I'm saying? Someone has to be an example for you. So I'm just curious, like, what was it like for you guys? Like, was it the same? Like, do you think it's more internal or was it more like external that shaped your interest in general? I think for me, it was a little bit of both. Um, I think, like I said, internally, like I grew up with just like kind of like an interest. It wasn't like kind of like random things like static shock or whatever, or stuff like that, that made me like no shade though, but like that made me want to do it. But I think it's just like when I was exposed to it, maybe from my mom, like she was kind of going to like that, like career. Then it made me be like, okay, like this is something that I can see myself doing. And also too, like when it comes to like maybe nurture, like I'm like, we're all Nigerians you know, there's certain careers that are, like, acceptable, right? Like, mm -hmm. lawyer, engineer, doctor, medical field, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So it was something that I was kind of, like, approved by, by, like, the people around me, like, my um, culture. So it made me even feel, like, more comfortable, like, going towards that way for me. Yeah. Actually, to piggyback out that, off that same, um, I knew if I told my parents, like, I wanted to be an interior designer, my dad would be like, what is that? Do they make money? Show me somebody who you know who makes money, who's, you know? So I didn't want that. And then also, I knew my dad would be very proud of me or my parents in general because I'm a woman and I'm choosing to pursue engineer. And like I said, from my family, I'm the only one who's doing engineer currently. My brother just entered college and he's doing engineering, but at that time I was the only one doing engineering. So I knew that would make my parents proud too. So, yeah. yeah. I think for me it was a little bit of both, like David said. Um, <clears throat> my mom, for I think like most engineers, like I was very like, you know, breaking apart things, putting things together. Um, but I didn't actually know I wanted to go into engineering until my junior year of high school when, so I went to a technical high school where I, took my technical program as a machinist. Um, and that was kind of where all like the different like um, engines or gears started turning for me. So um, my teacher, he did this thing where every like quarter or so he would bring in like a different engineer to come and speak to us. So we had like chemical engineers coming to speak to us, um, traffic engineers, electrical engineers. Um, <clears throat> and it kind of opened my my mind to like different type of engineering that there are out there. And then like the pros and cons, like I remember a chemical engineering a chemical engineer coming to speak to us and she was like, she was like her job, but there's a lot of like limitations that she, that she has because she's a woman. So like she can't go into certain like um, departments in her job because it's bad for like your reproductive health and all that jazz. So it was kind of really cool. Yeah, it was kind of really cool hearing the different things. Um, and then my mom, she works with engineers. She's not an engineer, but she like, works with them so she was very um a driving factor in me picking electrical engineering um because of the people she worked with so she was she works with like chemical chemical mechanical civil and electrical and then she, like naomi said which engineering has like broad that has broad enough for you to like, pick different careers and kind of like scale your own um your own life so that's mm -hmm. kind of why i went with it originally i wanted to be an aeronautical engineer one, because it sounded cool. Um, and then two, because um, our teacher, he got us this contract with like a private pilot that flies. And we had to machine his, um, not the cockpit, but like the base plate of his cockpit. So like, it was kind of really cool. I was talking to him about the different like parts of the, the plane and what this is for and like his class and stuff like that. So that kind of got me interested in aeronautical engineering, uh, but I made it in electrical and then from all the other stuff kind of went that way, so. Well, I would say for me, I think it wasn't like a specific job. It was just like, which job is gonna make me feel the most comfortable in regards to income? So I wasn't choosing anything in the arts. Even if I am an artistic person to an extent, like I knew that wasn't something that I would come out of college earning enough to 
survive off of pretty much. So I think money was a big indicator for me. But as I after I graduated, I've noticed or I learned that there's so many more job opportunities out there than what mm-hmm. I've actually seen. So I'm a big like advocate for like you can pivot anytime you want. If I want to become an engineer today, I can go and become an engineer today, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't feel like I don't feel I feel like because one thing my mom always said, because she's a business, she owns her own business, is that if you pursue your passion, money will follow. And I I believe in that. Like it may not be like the six figures, eight figures, like millions, right? But I feel like money can only make you feel happy for so long, you know. Mm-hmm. Especially because you spend most of your day at work. I want to like at least a little bit what I'm doing. So <laughs> no, that's right. really a wager you need to take into account. Really, like you got kind of got to look at <clears throat> what is more important to you. And it, I think it honestly really depends on where you are in life as well. Yeah. As a young broke student, I wasn't yeah. looking to like. I was thinking about money. Like I'm, I'm being so honest. Like yeah. that was my main <laughs> focus. It just so happened that I was interested enough in what had more money in it. Thank God that they aligned closely. But I know for a lot of people, it's not like that. And you really have to like reckon with yourself and sit down and be like, you really gotta like choose. And sometimes it does feel like a part of you is as not to be dramatic, but it does feel like a part of you maybe just died when you make that Ooh. choice. You know what I'm saying? Like versus the passion versus the money. Yeah, I think that's big too. And I remember, um, not really for me, but I think more so for my sister, like um, we, we're both nurses. And I think um, one reason that we wanted to do that is because like, it's more of a guaranteed, like, you know, income guaranteed job, like forever. And I think that's why our parents kind of pushed us to do it. But I remember like at first we were like, nah. You know, I don't really know because, like, it's not necessarily like, oh, I'm so passionate about cleaning this butt, this butt right now. Like, I've <laughs> never been, I don't think anyone's like, really passionate about that, but it can, like, put the food on the table. So, at least what my parents always, like, preached to me, or at least my mom especially, was just, like, you know, like, you need to be able to establish yourself first and then, like, be able to, like, I don't know, whatever you you're actually passionate about you can use it to fund that. Like, it doesn't mean mm-hmm. like it, because you have this job, your passion has to die. Like yeah. you can, you can just like secure your future. And then like, when you're able to like, maybe leave that job or, you know, you're fi- financially secure enough to do something else that could fund it. Then like, you can still pursue it. And also to like, as much as like, you know, we work our jobs most of our time, people do stuff on the side. For example, like, are like and Fiend, we're doing this podcast on the side um i'm sure we have our other interests as well that we're maybe we don't we're not able to put as much time into but it's like something that we're able to like invest in here and there maybe one day we can really like invest ourselves fully to it so that's why i kind of think about like the money and passion thing yeah i feel like that's delayed gratification You want to expand? No. I mean, you're putting aside your passion to make money to fund your passion. Right. So, you know, that's not what you're always going to do in the end, but you're setting yourself up for a better future. So, yeah. I think like our parents played a big factor in that like delayed gratification um, because a lot of our parents like either came to the states or we came to the states with them and it was it was like we are here for a mission like we're here for a, a purpose like we're here for a reason so it's just like and a big reason was education or is education for my I'm not speaking about for my family a big thing was education right so it's just like i feel like it's like it's the it's more of even though it's your your life and your career it's still like we came here for this purpose. So we need to make sure this purpose is good um, mm-hmm. in their eyes. You know what I mean? So I think parents play a big factor in choosing, at least for me, my career, because it was like a, well, you have to live. Well, you have to eat. Well, right. we can't, we're not going back home. Like, so we got to figure it out type of thing. So I think that that was also a thing. But Yeah, I salute them for that because <clears throat> a lot of, a lot of times I think we like to romanticize the idea of, 
oh follow your passion like do what you love but honestly a lot of times those people end up for lack of a better term broke they do end up broke and they, they end up searching 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 for positions that are very very slim in terms of like the number of people occupying them therefore the number of opportunities available are also very low so it I don't blame them at all because it's a very strategic approach to think like secure your future. And if you want to, like you can, there's still time in your life. Um, you're still young. You can still pursue like all those other things you might be interested in, but you kind of like this college thing is like the gateway through. And a lot of us, I think went to school on some kind of like loan or some sort of maybe a scholarship. So, financially like this is probably like the one time where we in terms of getting your bachelor's where you're going to have something like locked in like uh, a, a major certi certification that you can present to an employer and be like look i did you know such amount of schooling i'm competent you know what i'm saying so you really have to capitalize on that you know so i i, I definitely don't fault them for that i think as I'm getting older too, I'm starting to understand that position a lot more because, you know, I, I think when you're younger, you're kind of like more on the, oh, follow your passion side of things, but uh, it changed for sure as I got older. Yeah. And just another note on the money versus passion thing. I think also like how it's like viewed in different careers can vary, right? For example, I work in healthcare which is like very people focused or like, you know, this is dealing with people's lives. So like a lot of people, it's like, this is their passion. Like, oh, like uh, I just love helping people. And then also there's like another side of people where it's like, it's a secure job. It's just like, you know, you're getting paid consistently. So my question to you guys is like, when you see people like go into like those kind of careers for money, do you look at them funny? I think, I think it depends on how you act in that career, right? So I'm a big, I'm, I'm a big person on, especially healthcare. I feel like I don't think you necessarily need to have like the biggest passion in the for people, but I think you need to have a certain level of like respect, a certain level of decency, a certain level of care for people when you enter people facing um, occupations, right? Everybody knows, at least in the U.S., mainly in the U.S., um, doctors make a lot of money, nurses make a lot of money. Um, so I don't, I, with the way the economics and all that jazz is, I don't fault people for going into things like being a doctor or being a nurse um, for the money, but you still have to care about the people. So like, I know my, one of my good friends, a lot of my good friends are in medical school and they see people who don't care about their classmates. And it's like, if you can't care about your classmates as people, how are you gonna care about somebody when they have insurance or how are you going to care about somebody who, you know, you might think they're, a, I forgot the word is, they, they, they're making up their own symptoms, but like they're actually sick. I feel like you have to have, it needs to be like a, when you're doing people facing things, um, especially sick people facing things, there needs to be a level of respect, a level of like common decency. Um, but you're going to make like, we're, doctors love being doctors, but they, I feel like a lot of people won't be doctors if they weren't getting paid doctor money. You know what I mean? So. Talk some facts. Yeah. I, I agree. I think there's like a threshold of compassion mm. that you need to have. Like, if you're just like a person that doesn't care about anybody, or I, I don't know. And I feel like as human beings, like there should be a level of care that we have for one another anyway. So I think as long as like you're not like a terrible person, you can have some sort of like compassion, you can do it. And like if money is a motivator as well, it shouldn't be like really looked bad upon because. I've seen a lot of people that are like, man, if I wasn't getting paid, I would do this. Me, I'm not in the same boat. I need to get paid. If I wasn't getting paid, I'm not doing it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what'd you whisper at the end? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, for example, you guys that are engineers, would you guys be playing with the electricity and shocking yourself if you weren't getting paid? Shocking yourself? What do you, like, you're... Do you your think picture of what the... <laughs> well, like, would you be risking your life in the planes every day if they weren't giving you that money? Or... So, I don't risk my life on a plane. <laughs> that doesn't happen. Um, I don't know. I think... I feel, like, I, feel like, I feel like most engineers, you get to, like, third year and you realize you don't want to 
do the degree, but you kind of wrong <laughs> to do the degree. Um, <laughs> to be honest, um, I I always say I I like the applications of my degree. I don't necessarily like my degree itself. Um, mm. My degree is very like theoretical and electrons and blah blah. blah. Um, I like my applications, right? But if I was if I didn't know like off. Like, Going into engineering, I knew graduating, I would make a certain amount of money. I knew graduating, I would have, like I have internships, I would have a certain job or I can get jobs. I knew like my next step was more or less guaranteed as long as I was ready to put in like the footwork for it. If all those things weren't there, would I have chose engineering? In high school, yes. If I was thinking of my college mind, no. I feel like I learned about, even in college, I learned about the different, like different majors and different things that you put in. I would have went into like, behavioral health to be honest but I learned about behavioral health my junior year college so I was too far gone <laughs> yeah yeah you touched on something I want to talk about um when you enter school so like I think all of us have a an idea uh at least a perception of what the degree <clears throat> will comprise of uh at least for me I didn't have any like exposure to electrical engineering in high school in terms of what they taught me in class um, so I definitely had a, a con preconceived notion, and I think it was a big reality pill that I had to swallow once we were getting deep into like maybe first year, second year core classes where I'm like, is this what like this is? I remember the day, the first time they talk about imaginary numbers. And I was like, <laughs> I thought I left this in like third grade like, <laughs> and they're bringing this concept back. And then I think that dose of reality like i think in that moment you have to decide like am i gonna continue to pursue this or am i gonna like stop another a moment you might have that is maybe you do an internship i think that's one of and i don't know if any one of you have done internship before but i think that's one of the first moments like you have the opportunity to hit the eject button because you're like this is work like there's there's no like this is what it would look like so like how how is it like i want you guys to speak to your experience to that uh in terms of like your your idea in your head versus actual reality for both like school and like and mm -hmm. work yeah for personally i think college is about discipline what i do in work <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do anything in college i don't think college really prepares people for the work field like that i think it's about do you have the discipline to get finish what you started i think that's what college is um when I got to the workplace, I'm like, I'm learning a lot of new things and I'm not sure if I really like the things I'm learning. And I know for me personally, when I start something, I like to be good at it. And I quickly have to unlearn that. Like, I'm going to feel stupid. I'm going to ask dumb questions. Sorry. Like, that's the only way I'm going to grow. So I really learned to be uncomfortable and not be afraid to ask questions, though it may be dumb or not. Um... Yeah. 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 So yeah, I really don't, I don't feel like college helped me with what I'm doing today, honestly. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think, I think, I think going into college, I had, I think my idea of what my degree was going to be was not what I thought. So I knew like going into college, I knew other engineers, but I didn't know electrical engineers. So I knew like mechanical engineering, like they, I think like people who aren't engineers think mechanical engineers, like sit down and put cars together, but they mm -hmm. like work on the design for the car. So I knew like that. Um, but then going into my specific major, I thought like I would be putting putting circuit boards together and this resistor and this thing. I thought like that was gonna be like <laughs> off, off rip, no. And then we're sitting down talking about electronic magnets and 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 this and that and all these. It was it's basically a math degree. Like it's a really big math degree. And I like math, but it was a lot. So what I thought didn't really play out to like what, what it was. Um, and then I did, I got, I got two internships with the company I'm working for now in the same position. So basically one long job. Um, and my thing was, unfortunately my internships were during COVID. So my internships were online. Um, mm. But even though they were online, I liked what I was doing. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, 
even though like, they had to like FaceTime me and show me the plane and show me this thing and that thing, I still liked what I was doing. Um, and I worked really closely with the man who ended up being my boss now. Um, and we did uh, an array of things from like actual electrical engineering, so like me creating electrical designs, then putting on the plane, to me working. I think a lot of people don't know electrical engineers code a little bit. I didn't know that going in. I hate coding. Uh, but we code a little bit in like our different um, things. So he would teach me how they did that and whatnot and whatnot. Um, so I really did like it, which is why I went back and why I officially like started working there. Um, yeah, I don't know that answer the question. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. Um, I think also to just like a pivot from the engineering, also to the healthcare view as well. Like when it, in terms of what your work is, isn't necessarily what you might perceive it to be like when you were in school. Um, mm -hmm. Like for me, I was in nursing school during COVID. And like me growing up or even just going into it, I enjoyed like parts of school. Like I'm really interested in like pathophysiology and like learning disease processes and how to fix it and stuff. Um, and so that's like what we were learning. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, this is cool. Like this is what work's going to be like. And um, I started clinicals. Like I think our clinicals ended like, what was it? March, 2020. So I only got like maybe a one round of or like half one and a half semesters of uh, clinicals and there i was just like hmm it was in like an old people like home basically and i was mm -hmm. like I, well i don't plan to work here but even there i was just seeing things and i was like oh i don't think i really like this what what jumped like, out to you like what was one of them like just like old people and like oh come on eat it eat your food come on and like <laughs> i was like Nah, like I don't want to be negotiating with someone. Nah, <laughs> so I was like, well, I mean, there's other part. I was so optimistic, you know. Like I was like, oh, maybe I don't like this clinical. Maybe next like semester will be better. And then I went to the next semester. It was med search clinicals. I remember this guy fell out of his chair, and then there was five nurses trying to keep him up, and he was pooping at the same time. And I was just like. Like, I was like, maybe it'll get better maybe if I go to like other units or whatever and so also optimistic a lot of my clinicals towards the end were online because of COVID and then I had my preceptorship which is like like my internship kind of like for you guys and um that's where I ended up working and it was cool you know what I mean I was optimistic like oh being a nurse is actually different from being a student but then i started and i was like wow this is not like exactly what i thought it would be like coming into nursing school like there's a lot of extra stuff you have to deal with um other than like what i was interested in so that was kind of my experience that like you know school and work was very very different yeah interesting okay well i i think back to that perception thing i want to kind of talk about the the gender wars, no, not gender wars, not gender wars, yeah, gender no, disparity, no. <laughs> gender disparities. Like, so that's another thing that really shocked me. Uh, I can speak for myself. When I first got to college, I did not understand how little women engineers existed. And especially in electrical engineering is that because that was my major. And I was really, it was really like a check to in reality. It's like, wow, like all the things they talk about of like, this is a male dominated, this and that, like, this is why, like you see, you see it. Like there's not a lot of women in these fields, you know? So especially from the woman perspective, I'm very, very curious to know, like, what, what was your reaction to that? Not, not only at, at school, but at work. I mean, you kind of get a, a taste of it at school. I say, let's say school, because school is your first introduction to that disparity. Like, what was your first initial reaction to that? Um, I think for me, so there, so, okay, so I have to put being a woman and being black together, um, mm -hmm. because I'm, for, like you said, in electrical engineering, there's not a lot of women, period. There's not a lot of black women. I was the only black woman to graduate my class, my, my term, like my term or whatever. I was the only wow. black woman. And then I believe in the whole electrical engineering department, I believe three of us graduated. And three is like a, is a, is a very like three max. I only remember me and this other girl. Um, and it was, I think it wasn't, 
it wasn't nice. <laughs> it wasn't fun. Uh, I always say I always had like a three desk radius around me at any given time um, because I, I don't know if it was because I was a woman or because I was black, um, but the only people who sat next to me were other black people. So like, it was like mm-hmm. my classmates, we didn't, unless we had to interact, we really didn't interact, uh, which is very different coming from, like I'm from South Florida. So like everybody, not every black down there, but like it was more of like togetherness versus I went to school in Tampa and it was a culture shock to begin with is going to an area that was not predominantly black and then even deepening more into a major that was not predominantly predominantly black um and then even like my school had tracks and then my track there was, there was no black people in my track so it was i think school kind of prepared me for it at work but i feel like there's still a difference between the two um just because at school you can still like even if your lab partner doesn't want to listen to you or even if you know, you don't have something to study with. You can still get it kind of done yourself or you can go to other people. Finding other people in my major just weren't in my class. They're like two years ahead of me or three years ahead of me. I can still go to them. Um, <clears throat> or I had a professor. We had one black female professor um, in the EE department, Dr. Thomas. I would just go to her. Um, so I think in school, you had those things versus at work. You need to collaborate with your team members. You need them to talk to you. You need there to be some type of copacetic-ness. Um yeah, I think in school it was just very, it was very sunny in time because you like do homework or you'll be like trying to study and you're like, I don't get this, but there's no one to reach out to. So it's kind of wow. like, only, yeah. So. Yeah, I had a completely opposite experience. Um, <laughs> yeah, completely opposite. I went to HBCU. Um, and I love, I thank my dad for making me go to that school because at first I didn't want, I fell into the the perception that it's going to be ghetto and it's going to be parties and I just want to like I need the engineering program to be top tier because when I graduate you know people always certain jobs they're going to take certain like places you went to you know so I was just like no I don't want to go to that school but my dad really convinced me and he told me he knew some people who dropped out of other engineering schools because nobody was helping them they were on their own they were they fell out, and he told me he was like this is a good church choice for you so go there and I'm so happy I went there like there was a lot of female engineers that were black mm-hmm. and yeah and and men so it was when I came to my workplace and I wish um oh let me not say my school I wish my school did a better job of preparing us to be in uh, places where we have people that don't look like us because I know my friend she struggled with that a little um the people talk about her behind her back saying like she's standoffish she looks stuck up but she doesn't really know how to interact with them because she's not used to seeing those people or working and collaborating in teams with them and you know like they like small talk they like networking you you kind of have to be a little bit fake honestly and so like she we're not used to doing things like that so um yeah so I would say it's a pro in school I got help the help I need we all study together we all when we took tests we made we made sure we looked out for everybody so that was really mm. good but in a workplace it was a, a flip for me so look yeah. wait looked out what do you mean by that <laughs> <laughs> I can't say it. we looked what do you out mean for by that <laughs> <laughs> we looked out for each other. Like, we had each other. Okay. <laughs> yeah, don't be careful. Don't let that be this. <laughs> <Do you> watch it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm so happy I went to HBCU. So, I would say if you're Black and you're listening to this, please consider going to HBCU. Like, you get so much help. And we even had different programs where, like, Nesby. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, we had... They're they're advocating for us as engineers because you know as a black engineer, it's harder for you. You know, mostly white men are in engineering, so you're advocating, and that's how, honestly how I got hired through Nesby. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would say apply to the HBCU. Don't fall into that negative connotation that you hear. Wow, um, all right, you went to ASU. That's uh, PYI. I was here, right? P-W-I. P-W-I. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was like, P-W-I. P-W-I, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I know you're still a male, but... Am I? Uh, did you choose? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, like, but you're still black, 
and I'm not too sure if there's a lot of black engineers at AS2 like that. I don't know. What's your experience like with that? So I probably side more on the ball side of things. Uh, it, less, less, uh, not, not any black people really. Um, but there was definitely a lot of Indians, a lot of uh, Middle Easterns, uh, and a lot of white individuals as well. Um, and honestly, it, it was tough. It was tough. Because at some point, it really felt like I was played. Because when I got to school, I realized how undereducated I was. Like, I was very undereducated. And I realized how bad of a school I went to. Because a lot of these kids who were, they were just, this is introductory to electrical engineering, for example. I don't know the exact name of the class anymore. But they are, like, reciting concepts of like things that like and everyone's like yeah we know that one already like why is he still covering this old stuff i'm like huh i don't know any of this like and i felt so like behind i felt like it, it, it was tough and i had to like do a lot of talking with myself like am i like is this like am i smart enough to like even like attempt this you know mm -hmm. and i really had to like you know kind of just stick through it and it, it was not easy like it took a lot of like lonely nights in the library is what I call it. I just mm -hmm. go to the library. I'll just be ah, scratching my head. I don't understand the concept, you know, mm -hmm. but um, I really would have liked that community. I think you guys were mm -hmm. really in your HBCU. You guys were really blessed to have that. Yeah. Even just really? people you can talk to and you don't have to be fake. It, it took yeah. me until junior year to find people like that. Because everyone mm -hmm. before that is, you always feel like you're. They want to compete with you. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I don't want to compete. I just want to learn. I don't. I feel like I'm. You guys are way ahead. I'm just trying to get. I'm trying to feel like I'm playing catch up almost. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, I definitely relate to that. I don't think it's as much for you, David. Maybe because I know for nurses it was mostly white women in that place you went to. Yeah, my experience was very very uh, interesting because not only that. I'm a guy and it's a female dominated industry. I'm also a black guy. And um, I went to GCU, which is also like very much, you know, more on the white side. So I think my experience, they put us in cohorts, usually in nursing school. We're all like kind of grouped with like a certain group of people. And I think like usually nurses or like people that are nursing school together, they say they're very tight even after college because you went through the trials together. You went through the back-to-back -back exams and stuff like that. For me personally, I don't really think I connected with people in that way um, because we're just so different. Like, number one, I'm a guy. I don't, like, understand some of the, you know, the, the girl stuff that they're, that they're doing or talking about or struggling with. And also, I'm a black guy as well. So, like, there'd be instances where I'm like, oh, like, you're just having a small talk or, like, oh, if something happened in, the, in like, the world, they would have no idea who I was talking about. And like, so it just kind of made me feel like, okay, like I'm kind of like the outcast or a lot of times they just wouldn't like maybe invite me to things or, you know, stuff like that. So for me personally, like I didn't really feel like um, connected to them like that. But I think in terms of like, okay, maybe studying and stuff like that, like as a cohort, that like kind of model kind of helped with that, like in the school part, because we would be able to study together certain things together but sometimes like you know they still have their inner you know their inner caucus where they'd be like doing their own study and <laughs> i wouldn't get an invite <laughs> exactly it wouldn't i wouldn't get an invite to those kind of things and yeah and like for me like people after school like i don't really connect with a lot of them like that so mm -hmm. that's my experience mm. yeah how about thing how about you did you have any experience like in that vein not really. My classes were pretty even across the board. Um, I hung out mostly with not white people, but people of color. So they weren't black. I didn't really meet any Africans or black people until senior year of college. I saw Fini on campus once. Mm. How was that interaction? I'm like, we talk? Yeah, like Fee. She was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember? I don't. I'm sorry. When? <laughs> hey, are you forgettable? Because, I know. <laughs> no, but 
here's the thing though, because ASU has multiple campuses. So the first part of my degree, I was in the Tempe campus and then I finished up my degree in downtown Phoenix. So downtown Phoenix is way smaller than Tempe. So you basically knew everybody in your classes. It would be in multiple of your classes because that's where the degree was pretty much for, I don't know where I'm going with that sentence. But anyway, um, most of the time I'd be hanging out with like the Indians, the Middle Easterns and the Asian people um, just because, not necessarily because of their race, but they typically seem to be the ones excelling mostly in the class. <laughs> so I would go to where I would could get help and make sure I could also excel. Like, I don't even mind feeling like the dumbest one in the group, as long as I'm around people who are willing to help me. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And I did build some relationships that I still talk to to this day. To this day. Sonia. Shout out to Shout Sonia. Sonia. She, which she also is in school for nursing now. So, hey, shout out to her. But um, in regards to like male, female, white men, um, I actually think they weren't even the majority in my class. They were actually the minority in my oh, class. Wow. So, yeah, especially in organic chemistry, you would barely see a, a Todd or a Matt. You're going to see a <laughs> Prayag, a Pooja. Mm before you see those type of people, so. Yeah. Mm. So you had more of a Naomi experience. Yeah, but I think my favorite year in college was senior year when I finally found like black and African people. Cause once again, you don't have to necessarily fake the funk, mm -hmm. you know? That's a thing, bro. So, That's a thing. Tell me you, bro. Yeah. See, even though like I went to a PWI, my school had a very big, black immigrant population. So like we had a lot of um, black international sorry, population. So we had a lot of like international Nigerian students. We had a lot of international like Jamaican Caribbean students. Like my school, our like entire office of missions was black. Like a lot of people were black in my school, but it's just my major was not black. So mm -hmm. it's like, I think I think Naomi, Naomi's point on like being around black people and forming that community is really essential. Um, I think that is really essential. I think I just got that community just not in my class. So like, I, I made really good friends in college. None of them are in my, my major. Um, and we're still really good friends to this day. Um, I think a lot of, and even like my job, like I had an on-campus job, everybody was black in my job. The entire office of admissions at my school is black. Um, mm. So I think it's like, I got that sense of community outside of class. And then inside of class, I kind of was just, lonely in the corner crying out the window type of situation so yeah so, but i have a question for you so if you had a chance to do it again would you still choose a pwi i think for my state no offense to the APC in my state i would i got to take you so i applied to howard i applied to i had to have that was one no i applied to howard and i got into howard um it was just more of like the cost of going to school outside of my state was just something that I just could not fathom doing. Um, mm -hmm. My didn't have the money for it. I didn't have the money for it. I kind of had to stay in state. And the HBCU in my, in my state, I think it's, I don't think they're a bad HBCU necessarily. Um, my issue with them, I didn't apply to them because they had paper applications in like 2020, 20, 2017. And I wasn't filling out a paper application. So that's like the, that was like the only reason why I didn't apply to it. I didn't really, have like a grievance against HBCUs. Um, mm -hmm. So I think where I live, I would probably still apply to a PW, still go to a PWI just because of the state I lived in. Maybe if I lived in a different state that had a plethora of them or like more than one, then maybe. Okay. Man, yeah. sometimes I really wish I had that HBCU experience, bro. Like, mm -hmm. just to know what it's like. Yeah, like, is there any HBCU in Arizona? Don't think no. so. I don't think so. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, man, like, okay, when we, uh, like, passed an exam, right, like, we went to Dutch Bros. Oh, my God, Dutch Bros. But, like, when Naomi, when they pass exams, they're probably, like, twerking or something. Like, they're, they, like, enjoy themselves. Like, I just want to see, like, the different, the duality in it, you know? Okay. I mean, uh -huh. Megan, Megan the Stallion went to our school for some point in time. So. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't say anything crazy. <laughs> <laughs> when I passed my exam, I I slipped. 
but when I passed my exams, I, I, I didn't do anything to celebrate. Honestly, I just was like, it was more of like relief. Like, uh, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, you know. took a nap. You went to sleep. I'm telling you. Um, you were going to say something, David? Yeah. Go ahead. Just a question I just have for everybody here tonight. Um, if you could do it all again, choosing your major, your job career, would you still do it? No. I would suffer and become something that makes more money. <laughs> like a doctor or something? No, actually not a doctor. Maybe a lawyer. I don't know. Comp sci? Hmm? Comp sci? What's comp sci? Computer oh, science. Computer science. <laughs> I thought you were saying psychology, like, sorry, no. <laughs> um, no, probably not computer science. Um, but something with money. Yeah, I would definitely, not that I didn't, Not nothing's wrong with my degree. My degree is meant to set me up to go to a secondary degree. I just mm -hmm. don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to work in pa direct patient care. So, mm. um, but if I would do it again, I'd probably like, yeah, I'd probably suffer, maybe become an engineer. I'll just pick one. Don't pick this one. I won't pick that one. Don't worry. <laughs> <Chill>. <laughs> no, because like, it's a good degree, but like truly it, Electrical engineering in most universities is the smallest engineering class, and there's a reason for that. It, 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 that is true. Yeah, is it it's the biggest. It is I, difficult. I, yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, it's it's yeah. What's the biggest then? Probably comp sci or IT. I heard you. Yeah, IT because I'm techie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Would you do that same major again? Man, that's a great question. <laughs> <sighs> Electrical engineering taught me a lot. Mm. Taught me a lot about take me serious. It's never a direct answer. It's always a background story. <laughs> I like that though. It's good for yeah, I gotta give some Thanks. some dimension to it. Mm. But oh, electrical engineering taught me a lot a lot about myself, a lot about the world in terms of how like industry operates a lot of dose of reality about work. Um, so, I, you know what? I think I would, but I would have more of a plan. Like, mm -hmm. and I would also would have exposed myself to more careers because I, I always knew when I entered electrical engineering <clears throat> that I was probably not going to do the same thing forever. And I, but I didn't know like the exact names of the careers. Like it was very limited because our school produced a specific type of electrical engineer. So it's only when I started working that I learned about all these different options like that you can do with your degree where my eyes kind of open. I'm like, oh, okay, like this is where I can kind of take my career. So I think I, I'd, I'd probably stick with what I did, but I would uh, have a more of a better plan for like what I'm going to do like the first few years out of here, you know, and what I ultimately want to do in the long in the long term, and I might have majored and uh, minored in something too. I might have minored in like um, computer science. Honestly, I feel like that would have been a oh no. <laughs> I tried. I tried minoring. In, I I think you have to like to code. I tried minoring in IT, but I hate coding, so it just wasn't. It didn't go well with me. So yes, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's 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 conflicting. I think I'd stick with what I what I did, and I'm grateful for where where I am um, from yeah. here. What about you, yeah, David? Oh, 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 me? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. But would I still do it again? I think compared to what I might have picked if it was nursing at that time, I probably would have picked like the pre-med route. I'm glad I didn't do that. Why? Because um, I just knew a lot of people that started that and like even got to like med school and like they realized that that's not what they wanted to do. And they're already in like so much debt and they were just like miserable basically. And I think even from high school, I knew that I don't want to be in school for 11 years or something like that. And um, that like, I just don't think I had enough passion for me to carry me that long to start getting money. If that makes sense. Um, so with nursing, it gives you a lot more opportunities after like four years, you have a job where you can make money. 
um, like, and during COVID, like, there was other opportunities that kind of came up as well that I didn't even know about travel nursing. People make a lot of money with that. Um, you can get your MP. You can just do a lot. There's a lot more flexibility if you're not super sure, like, this is a complete role I want to do for the rest of my life. That's why I would say, like, I'm still kind of happy with that decision. Um, but sometimes, like, I wish I maybe did, like, a tech role, like, you know, work from home, uh, work in the Maldives or something like that. Or take you a vacation. The Maldives. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's like, you know, like, uh, maybe not really with the all engineering, but like software people, like, I feel like they can really work from anywhere and like, they just are always making money and enjoying life. So I think when I left college, like, I think I realized I really liked money and I really liked uh, time <laughs> off. <laughs> And I was like, I like vacations, I like money, and it looks like that career gave them a lot of that. So maybe if like I was better at math or I don't know, if I was hanging out with Armour or something, maybe I would have done that. So but nah. <laughs> <laughs> Naomi. Yeah. Um oh, I don't know. Would I do it again? I think my I had the mindset of like you had no other option. That I can't see myself doing something else. Um, right now, even I'm trying to find my passion because I'm I'm be honest, I don't I'm not happy when I go to work. Like I don't like waking up to work. Um, I definitely realize if I do get another job, I want a job that I can work from home, like completely. I don't want to leave my house. I want a remote job. And I want something that I'm happy to do. And I don't know in the workforce that you, if you're ever going to find that, honestly. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that's the reality that I, I just have to accept. But um, would I do something else? Probably not. But I like Aura said, I will have a plan. Like after this amount of years, when I'm done with my engineering stuff, this is what I want to do after. Mm -hmm. So right now, I think I'm kind of figuring that out right now as I speak. So yeah, I probably still pursue engineering, yeah. But come up with the plan for after, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I 